another great episode of Made with Michelle. Moments, actions, decisions, and experiences where we get to share and do life together. So let's start today's episode. Okay, guys, we're just going to dive in. I've just had, oh my gosh, I I don't even think I have the words to describe what it has been like for me over the last two weeks. Like I decided to do a podcast in addition to everything else I'm doing. And then it's all this as if time has literally gone against me and everything has erupted in my life. Like I have not been able to just get a moment to sit down and do my episode recordings. Like I made a plan. I have a plan, guys and it just was not working for me. Not because I didn't have the intention, but because there was just so many distractions. And so that's what's led me to do this episode today. And I'm calling the episode Distracted because that was what Michelle was going through over the last two weeks. However, I'm excited because I'm going to be sharing with you six tips to get you focused because I realized when I took a step back and reassessed my dynamics and all the things I was doing, I was able to identify what got me in my situation. So before I talk about the six tips, I just kind of want to share with you some of the things that I identified when I was thinking about being distracted and feeling a little bit overwhelmed and unable to focus on my day-to-day activities and tasks. I realized that one of the things that got me distracted was that I had forgotten what my vision and my goals were. So now when I say this, I'm not talking about the, like the big picture. You know, when you think about your vision, your vision is a big picture, but within that big picture, there are small pieces that make the puzzle one big picture. And so when I think about my goals and I think about my vision, when I Um, I plan and organize my time. I break that picture down into small pieces. So each week or each month, those pieces is what I'm focused on. So I realized that in the last two weeks, after I decided to start doing the podcast made with Michelle, part of my vision had slightly changed and I had not made time to look at that. So it meant that I had almost forgotten what it was I was focusing on. And so that is what led to one of the distractions that I had. I also realized that I was over committing myself to too many things and I found it a little bit challenging to say no. Now, this is something that I've worked on for years. Like I used to be a yes, ma'am, yes, sir, yes, child lady, right? Like ask Michelle anything and she would do it regardless of whether I had the time or the resources to do it. Why? Because I used to be a people pleaser, but I, I thank God that I am not that person anymore. However, there are certain moments and certain times that I find that that, that part of me is still, there might be some elements of that still in me. And so I realized when I was looking at my schedule, looking at my timing, um, looking at the, 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 the things that were causing me to feel distracted, I realized that I had said yes to too many things, um, for me to do in any particular day. So I'll give an example. When I normally do um, my um, activities in the day, I have a number of, you know, customers or um, um, service users that I work with. And because I'm such, (laughs) and you're going to laugh, I'm laughing now when I'm thinking about it, right? Like, because I have this passion to just help people, I just want to help as many people as possible. But sometimes it's not about the passion to help people, but it's about the the fact that you've got to be in intentional enough, intentional enough to 
understand that in order for you to help more people, you've got to be realistic about the targets that you set yourself. Why? Because if I say I want to help 100 people, I can't help 100 people in one day. If I try to do that, I'm going to burn myself out. And that means that I won't end up helping 100 people. So it means that basically the target I've set myself, I've literally set myself up to fail. However, if I say to myself, I'm going to help 100 people, and then I identify, okay, in order for me to help those 100 people, I need to allocate one hour to each person. Then what am I doing? I'm breaking it into manageable bite-sized actions that I can actually achieve. And then I can look at my week and say, okay, yep, Michelle, you've got five hours this week. You can help five people. And then I can do that. And then I can review it and then come back to it. So when I was thinking about, you know, the last two weeks specifically, I realized that I had overcommitted myself to doing too much work. Um, and too much work in little time. So that was, that definitely backfired against me. And I don't know if you guys do that. And if you do, you, you would understand what I'm talking about. However, we want to be more intentional and we want to be realistic so that we can be more productive, okay? So the other thing I realized is um, I hadn't planned for certain situations arising, you know, and that happens with anyone, you know. I think everyone goes through certain days or a couple of weeks of certain things that you're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was going to happen. Or I didn't know this was going to happen and I didn't know it was going to happen this way, you know, and that's okay. However, when those things do happen, we have to give ourselves a moment to say, you know what, I didn't plan for that and don't blame yourself um don't kind of you know be be too um what's the word don't try and be too rough on yourself because that thing that happened has now had a cascade effect on everything else that's happening so you just got to be like you know what okay it's happened how do i take a minute to review the plan and then find a way to kind of get things back up and running rather than find yourself in a situation where you're just completely disorientated and then you end up crashing and that's nobody really wants that Okay, so another thing that can be quite dis, you know, distracting, and I'm not going to use that. This is not one of my examples um, for myself because, as, as I said to you at the beginning, I like to plan. You know, I like to plan my time. I like to plan my week. You know, every single week, I start. I do this on a Sunday. I get my my journal. I get my diary, and I look at what I'm doing. I think about where I want to see myself going by the end of the week. What do I want to achieve? And then I make a plan so that I can execute what it is that I'm thinking of achieving. So for some people, the reason why they go through the moments and the stress of distraction is because they haven't planned their time. And as I said, all of us are all very different and this can happen to anyone. Why? Because we're so used to doing, you know, normal life, nine to five. So, you know, okay, Monday to Friday, I go to work. On Saturday, I go shopping. On Sunday, I get ready for the next working week. However, it is important for you to be able to make time to plan what you want to actually achieve in the week, even if it's work-related. But you want to be able to give time to different things. But I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. So another thing that can also cause distractions is that when we look at the things that we're doing, we don't actually allocate a realistic time to the tasks we want to achieve. So it means that we're miscalculating what we're doing. I'll give an example of this, right? So anyone that has, um, you know, we all get emails, okay, from different, different sources and for different purposes. And we sometimes assume that when you open 
send an email. It's going to take you five minutes to read the email, five minutes to send a response, and that's done. So that's 10 minutes. So if you're looking at your task, you're like, okay, you know, I'm going to start my morning on Monday by reading my emails, and it's going to take me 30 minutes to read my emails. However, you may come into the office or you might be in your business premises and you start your day. And on Monday, you know, you get into your inbox and you're saying like, oh my gosh, instead of my normal 10 emails I get on a Monday, you've come in now, you've got 30 emails and automatically you tend like most people and I know like I don't know about you guys but for me I will panic I'm like oh great I didn't plan for this however if you have um, planned your time with some contingencies it means that instead of allocating just 30 minutes to your emails you give an hour so what does that mean when you open your inbox and there's 10 emails that hour will be enough to look at those 10 emails but if you open your email and there's five if you open your inbox and there's five emails, that means you only need half the time. So it means you're winning already because you gave you allocated extra time rather than less time. So you would know as an individual, you know, what your Monday emails look like in comparison to your maybe Wednesday emails. And then you can allocate time to that. So I'm already giving you tips as we're going along, but let's get back to what causes the distractions, okay? So another thing that I find um, that was kind of a little, this one and this one is a very funny one um, and it may relate to the next episode that I'm going to do. Um, and it's just thinking about like when we talk about multitasking. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of women are very much about, you know, I've got to multitask, I've got to be able to do this and do that. You know, I've got to be writing and do my blog and do my video and post it on social media, you know, and still keeping up with friends. And I've got to go to work and I've got to look good and I've got to go to gym. So it's like boom, 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 boom. You've got all these things going on. But sometimes I feel that multitasking is not necessarily a good thing. Okay. So when I think about this, it's like talking and tasking at the same time is an example. Like my son, um, I often, I often struggle in this scenario with my son, you know, because sometimes I'm busy doing something, um, and I've allocated time to do the specific piece of work or a particular task. And my son needs me, you know, he might need me for something that is very important to him. But I find that in that moment, because I've allocated time to this specific thing, I don't want to be distracted, you know? And so I know that it's not intentional that he needs me, it's just the fact that he just actually needs me. I think, yeah, it's intentional. I'm sorry. It is intentional that he needs me, but it's unintentional that we didn't plan for that. You understand? I think that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what am I saying? So in certain moments, you may make time to do different things. So you're like, okay, I'm going to type my emails or I'm going to post my posts on social media while I'm catching up on my son and how he's doing in school. But I realized that that wasn't that didn't that doesn't really work and the reason why I say that is when you're dealing with your children um, and I use this as an example your children need you to be present in the moment so doing multitasking with when other people are, are spending time with you I feel like that is not necessarily the best way to go about it 
Um, so it's like, oh, okay, I'm washing the plates, I'm cooking the dinner, and I'm catching up with the children and doing the homework at the same time. That I feel like that's a little bit overwhelming. I feel it's important for us to kind of tone it down sometimes and just take a minute, like, and just be present in the moment with your family or your spouse or your work colleagues and focus and really like pay attention to what it is they need from you before you move on to another task rather than kind of jumbling them all up together because I feel like that gets kind of messy you know and then sometimes because you're doing the multitasking you're not really listening so you don't even know what the person said you don't even know what it is that they're expecting from you you don't even know what it is that they wanted from you because you're like oh I'm washing the plates and then da, 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 da. and then that can lead to other problems maybe the child gets upset and it's like oh my god mom whenever I'm talking to you and this is what my son says to me whenever I'm talking to you you don't listen to me you don't pay attention you're always doing something else like listen to me and I was like oh my gosh Michelle you got to stop doing that so um that sometimes can be a bit of a distraction the multitasking wanting to do many different tasks at the same time can actually be a distraction and then the last one that I identify for me personally okay is that um you know it's, it's it's very important to us as individuals to be realistic you know we can't lie to ourselves about the time frame in which we want to complete a task or do specific work you understand and i think it's similar to what i said earlier on about miscalculating how long it takes for you to do a task be honest with yourself you understand if you know that writing a particular report um for a client or for a project or proposal would take you two hours don't put it on your schedule complete report in 30 minutes why because you've already set yourself up to fail you're not going to be able to do it you are just not going to be able to do it and all that's going to do is leave you flustered and when you get flustered you're likely to be more disorientated and then you're going to end up being more forgetful and then you're not going to provide or produce the best quality of work that you could have done if you had just said you know what girl i need two hours to do this work and if you're working with other people communicate that communicate that with them because you will be surprised that they might be like yeah sure you know what actually michelle it takes me two hours to write a report so that's a good enough time so if you have a manager or you know if it's not relating to work and it's relating to being at home with your family don't tell the kids all right guys don't worry dinner will be ready in 30 minutes <laughs> Well, you know that just to get the food out and season it and clean it and prepare it will take the 45 minutes. And then next thing you know, all the kids are like, Mom, I thought you said dinner's going to be ready in half an hour or 45 minutes. And now I'm hungry and food's not ready. And then what happens is they come in and they're like, Mom, da 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 da. And then that's where drama just comes in. And, that, and listen, that has happened to me, you know. So I'm learning now to communicate what I need and what I'm doing more effectively and more realistically so that I don't suffer and the people around me don't suffer. Okay. So thinking back to this, the, the last two weeks, like I said, you know, I, I just kind of overstretched myself when it came to the work that I do like I, I wanted to get more done but in trying to get more done I didn't necessarily have more time you know so in a way I can't complain about the fact that I did not achieve as much as I could have because it was my own fault you know I didn't I didn't set myself up to succeed I kind of set myself up to fail and so I gotta own that I gotta take responsibility for that and that's why I'm taking time now to review what failed 
in that time and how can I do better? So that's a tip that I'm giving you right there. Like when you live your life and you go through moments and you go through, you know, trying to achieve your, you know, your goals um, or fulfill your, your business expectations or hit particular, you know, performance indicators and whatever it is you're doing, always take the time out to see how you're doing. You know, how are you really doing? You know, what are the things that you're using to measure you know, your success and are you delivering on your deliverables as they say. Okay. So I'm going to go straight in now and just kind of share my opinion. You know, as I said, I kind of talked about what caused the distractions for me in the first place. Now I'm just going to kind of give you, and I, I feel like I've already kind of shared some tips, you know, um, as I've been talking, but I want to kind of focus on six amazing tips that really helped me over the last couple of weeks to, you know, retrace my steps and get back to being focused. And you can tell it's working because here you are listening to an episode. I made time and I was able to record an episode. Like I said, this is still new to me and I'm still figuring things out, you know. So, yeah, I'm loving that you guys are kind of just going on the journey with me. And we're going to grow together. I'm going to have an amazing time and get to know each other. So, yeah, it's all good stuff. All right. So here are some of the things that I found that would that would help you as well in that area of your work, your home, you know life balance to be more focused the one thing number one all right so i'm going to number these in case you got a pen and paper so if you haven't maybe you should grab one um so that you can make a note of this and see how this can benefit your life as well and i would really love to hear from people listening how they found this episode if you found it useful or if you yourself have specific tips or suggestions that you can you know send to me that i can share with the listeners that would help them in their own lives to stay focused on achieving the success they want to see in their lives. So back to number one, here we go. Get organized and create an achievable plan, okay? So when I'm talking about this, I know that most people will be like, what, Michelle, please, my child, I is organized, right? Yeah, and I can do my plan, right? And it seems very simple and it seems very straightforward to be able to do this, but I don't think we are really honest with ourselves when we come to organizing and planning. Let's be real. You don't do it down to the T. Let's be honest. You know, I, put, I had to put my hands up and be like, you know what, Michelle? Yeah, you're organized, but you can still do a little bit more organizing. OK, and if we, if we were, you know, we wouldn't be so easily distracted or overwhelmed if the organizing and planning was like 100 percent accurate. And I don't think anyone could get to that point where they are 100 percent accurate because life is life. Life comes up with different things. You know, I was talking to a, um, a friend the other day and, you know, he was explaining to me about certain things. We were supposed to have a meeting and certain things came up. And the reason why he wasn't able to do what he needed to do is because, you know, something happened to someone and a tire went off and so they couldn't drive the car. He didn't plan for that. He didn't know that was going to happen, but that happened and it affected the rest of the day. So no matter how much we plan and no matter how organized we are, there would all, there's, there's a likelihood that something can come up that would change the direction of our day or change the direction of what we're doing. Okay. So I know 
that for me personally, I thought that being organized um, is uh, one of my strong points, you know. But as I said, when I was reviewing everything about how I manage my time and how organized I'm being, when I looked at back at the last two, three weeks, everything was a little bit manic for me, you know. So I realized that my planning didn't have the condition contingencies for some of the things that came up okay why firstly because I wasn't expecting them and secondly because I had miscalculated my timings and I hadn't given enough time to the tasks that I was working on for that week so one of the things I would like to suggest to you is that you take time when you're designing your plan to look at time allocation what do I mean about this it's not just about you writing the task down or creating a schedule of activities but I feel like monitor your time throughout the week so you know try to be conscious like make set your mind that i'm gonna time like maybe get a timer and say okay fine today i'm gonna see i'm gonna time to see how long it takes for me to send an email or when i'm on the phone with a customer or client i'm gonna time to see how long it takes for me to answer this phone call why because if you do that over a period of time you will get some average number of how long it takes for you to do certain specific things that are part of your normal day-to-day and that will help with your planning Okay. Now, as I said, it is not necessarily an exact science because you may get one call with one client that is 30 minutes and then another day you get a call with a client that's 45 minutes. Or you might do a school run with your child and normally you get them to school and it just takes 10 minutes. And then one day you come out of your your road, which has happened to me, and you're driving down the road and they're doing roadworks. And you didn't know. Nobody told you that roadworks was going to be happening that day. And so the journey that normally takes you 10 minutes has now taken 25 minutes you didn't plan for that and that's like 15 minutes now you're behind in your day so try to have try to invest time in understanding how your time works when it comes to different tasks and activities okay so make sure that you keep this plan in front of you all right because it is very easy for us to forget what we plan to do, right? And that's how we find find ourselves getting distracted. So what do I mean? If you have a weekly plan, keep that plan in front of you. If it's a daily plan, keep it in front of you. Write it on a piece of paper. If you're at your table, put it on your, you know, on the side of your desk, put it on the side of your, your computer. Or if you're someone like me that's a very much a techie app type person, get an app, Put all, all those things on the app so it's right there in front of you because, you know, we're always on our phone. So I always see what I'm doing on my phone. That's a way for you to keep yourself, you know, constantly engaging with the plan. All right. Um, so this is just tip number one. All right. And I just wanted to say something else while I round up tip number one. I'm sure you've heard the saying that time waits for no one. But this isn't the case for someone with a plan. Time becomes a resource to you, for you, achieving your goals successfully. So the only reason why people lose time is because they haven't planned to use their time. So by being organized and by creating a plan, that will no longer be something you struggle with or it will be something you become better at and you'll see yourself achieving greater results. Okay, so I'm going to move on to number two. All right. Number two, I like this one is is a great one for me. Okay, because I'm not a phone person um, and it's quite easy for me to do this one. But for those of you that like chatting on the phone, this might be a little bit harder. So number two's tip is keep your calls until after work 
okay? And don't make the calls until you've had a minute to catch your breath. Now, some people are like, oh, Michelle, you're asking for too much here. But am I really? No, I'm not. Now, everyone has a, a job or a business or a home they're running. You have your peak times, yeah? So for some of us, our peak times is between 9 and 5. For some people, it's between 7 and 3 or 4 o'clock, you know, where they're doing the school run, getting children ready for school, dropping them, going home, doing the chores at home, then picking the children up, doing homework. So you know when your peak time is. Is. In your peak time, that is not the time for you to be going on the phone and having long conversation. Okay, that's not the time for you to be doing that. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're like me and you're doing a school run, you know, and your car is it has the Bluetooth where you can make a call and be driving. Yeah, you can use that as a multitasking opportunity as long as it's not distracting you from your driving or from um, spending time with your children. Okay, but I would say to you, if a call is not a emergency, is not a priority leave your calls to after your peak time yeah because if not then those calls can actually be a destruction distraction to you as i said this one is an easy one for me all right but it took me time to learn how to implement it and i know that every one of us has different roles and we all have different responsibilities therefore it is your responsibility to make people aware of your availability okay due to the things that you have to do in your normal day right it's up to you to communicate that to people you gotta let people know hey sis bro friend child this is my peak time between this time and this time i'm not normally accessible because i'm working or because that's the time i want to spend with god or that's the time i spend praying or that's the time i spend journaling whatever that that peak time is you are the one that's got to communicate that to the people around you so that they can you know support you by following through an example of this for me okay is my normal working hours tend to be between 8 a.m and 5 p.m during the week okay so if i have a friend or an acquaintance i know that tends to require more time when they make a phone call yeah because the conversation can be quite lengthy what i do is i make those calls after 5 p.m i don't make the calls during the day you know that way i can give them the attention and the time that they need and i can make the call in such a way that i don't end up feeling flustered by the long conversation while i'm trying to get work done okay whereas there are some friends that you can talk to them and you can be typing an email and it's not a problem because you'll be like oh hold on one second i'm just doing this and you're typing you're like yeah what were you saying again and it's not a problem but i i feel like it's very important for you to understand what do you need in order for you to stay focused and then communicate that to the people around you right so i'm going to move on and we're going to look at tip number three okay so i've got six tips and we're only on tip number three but i hope these tips that i'm giving you guys i hope it's good so yeah you can drop me a line as i said and let me know how how you feel about them so tip number three is a big one and i feel like this affects every single person because tip number three is about blocking online distractions oh my days right this one yeah i'm not gonna lie 
yeah because I know like I'm a transformational coach and everything and I help people to kind of get their life in order and get their life on track but I'm a human being and I also have the things that I'm trying to develop and trying to like get better at and I found that you know <laughs> I'm really smiling here that's why I sound this way but I found that you know TikTok oh my days TikTok has been a big problem for me right now I didn't used to have TikTok until my kids convinced me to to get it as an app on my phone and when they introduced me to tiktok it was a disaster like i would stay up at night flicking through people's videos dances cooking you know seeing other things around coaching other stuff around faith and you know religion and i just you just see stuff like tiktok has everything right and i would be on there flicking up flicking up flicking up and then i would look at the time and like two hours is gone and i'm like oh my gosh michelle this is terrible you know and I didn't realize that time was just going so quickly when I was on this app okay and then I discovered my saving grace I found the screen time feature on TikTok okay because what I realized was you know as I said I was losing time completely and so when I found this feature okay I decided to set it up on my account and what this feature does is it sends a notification to you while you're in the app based on the number of minutes that you've set so for me I set my notification for every 10 minutes and it means that when the notification comes on you can either choose to snooze or you can choose to come out of the app and go do what you're doing, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I still spend a lot of time, like, pressing the snooze button, you know, and I go back to carry on watching the videos, and I still do that quite a bit. But when I'm clicking on the snooze button, it means that I still remain in control of my time, and I'm more aware of how much time I've spent on there. Because, you know, when you're not looking at the time you don't realize it's literally flying by. And that was what was happening with me when I was using TikTok. So by using this feature now, things have improved. I've gone from being a TikTok user of watching like four to six hours of TikTok a week to just 90 minutes a week and less. Like this week, I was on TikTok for about, I think 45 minutes for the whole week. And that's a distraction of between 60 to 80% of my time. Now, I know that that might not be the app that you struggle with. And it may not even be an app that you struggle with. You know, it might just be being on your laptop and watching YouTube videos or watching Netflix on your laptop or using the TV. This blocking out distractions doesn't have to be just online. It's anything around screen time, I would say, or using your phone and technology. But even if it's not an app and it's not social media, it is very important that you use the resources that you have on your tablet, your laptop, or your mobile phone to monitor the amount of time that you're spending on this technology okay because in order for you to keep focus you must keep control of your time so i hope that's another one that's useful for you guys block 
any online distractions and set time. You know, one of the things I like about Apple as well is you can set your time whereby you have a do not disturb. So I've set my time on my phone that between the time of like 9 p.m. to 7 a.m., no no calls get through on my phone because I don't take calls after that time because I see that as my rest time, time with my kid, my children, you know, time with me preparing for the next day. So I don't like to take calls. Um, but if I check my phone and I see a missed call, then I'm free to call that person back in my own time. So it's about you deciding what works for you and how do you implement that in a realistic way. All right. So I'm going to move on now to tip number four. Tip number four, I like. This is a really good one. Um, and this one talks about the fact that it's, a, you know, for every single thing that you do, in order for you not to feel overwhelmed, it's important for you to try to break the time up throughout the day, okay? And when I say break the time up, I don't mean break the time whereby you're sending an email and then you stop and then you go, you, you go um, write a report. No, what I'm saying is even in your working day, break have breaks you know take some you know it's, it's important for us to take time away from the screen even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes you go make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee for yourself or you stand outside or you know look out the window get a bit of fresh air you know do something that is not about the uh, the task that you were previously doing you know and one of the tips i would say for this one is maybe you could start by choosing to listen to one song or three songs you know and you can use those three songs so each song might be for five minutes or three minutes so you say to yourself okay i'm going to listen to three songs and for that time you're just sitting still and just calming your mind and just enjoying the music okay and the three songs will help you to monitor your time so you know at the end of the three songs that means 15 minutes has passed you've had a moment to break up the time from the activity that you are working on and step away from your screen, step away from your working environment, step away from your chores or whatever it was you were doing and doing something else. You know, um, if you don't want to listen to music, another thing that I try to do is I try to play like a game on my on my phone. I remember I told you guys I'm very much into apps and things like that. So I like to play games like try, you know, doing crosswords or I put, play a game called 1010. Now, 1010 may not be a good idea <laughs> because it is quite like a little bit addictive. And before you know it, you spent more time on the app than you had planned. Um, and sometimes it's difficult to go back to work once you start playing these games. But the whole point of taking a time out to break up the day is for you to allow your mind to be distracted from what you were doing for a minute. You know, if being quiet and being still is better for you, then do that. If it means going out for a nice, refreshing walk, go for a walk. Or if you feel like you want to just bounce a ball against the wall for a few minutes, bounce the ball. You know, just do something that isn't about you trying to think about an activity or achieving a task or completing a task. Just allow your mind to just have a minute to rest, okay? And for some people that are working from home and your time is up to you, maybe you can go have a power nap, a 15 minutes power nap. 
But what I will say to you, right, if you're going to have a power nap, make sure you set your alarm because I don't want nobody sending Michelle a message to say, Michelle, guess what? Because of you, I was late to a meeting. Nah, I'm not taking that responsibility. Michelle says, take a power nap, but set your alarm. So the responsibility still is on you to track your time. All right, guys. So I hope you guys are still with me. I am now moving on to tip number five. And tip number five just talks about um, the ability for you to limit interruptions. Now, the reason why I say that is because a lot of us are working from home and I work from home um, a, a lot of the time. I do go out from time to time for appointments and meetings and things like that. But my goodness, the interruptions I had over the last two weeks were just way too much um, and um, um, and the reason why I can I, I I was able to identify okay I was able to identify that the reason why is because my all my children were at home particularly my son and um, because there was school holidays and so it meant that my son was constantly coming to me you know like mom this and it's like he he doesn't seem to have a full understanding. <laughs> of the concept of mommy is working like I said like Josiah I'm working and he's like oh but haven't you finished work yet I thought you finished work at four how come it's five o'clock and you're still working uh, can, you know and I'd be like Josiah you know when I finish I finish I'm still working but he still comes back to me you know and then when he comes back to me you know because he's distracted me it takes me a minute to now remember what I was doing and then get back into the flow of whatever it was I was writing which means I end up taking longer to do what I'm doing and the funny thing is he just comes to me with like saying like little things oh mom I'm bored mom I'm hungry Mom, can you help me? And in my head, I'm screaming like, ah, not now, you know? And I, I find like, oh, that scream is just a way, like it, 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 it feels the, the, the loss of concentration for me, you know? However, I realized that if I had planned my time well, what I should have done is at the beginning of each day, I should have sat with my son and reminded him that, listen, sweetheart, you're on holiday, but mommy's working. So from this time to this time, when you see me sitting in front of my computer or my laptop, that means I'm working. That means that I can't necessarily attend to you unless it's something that's urgent. And if you need something, then you're going to have to go to your siblings. I should have had a conversation with him. So that way it would have limited the number of interruptions that he would have had with me throughout the day. Okay. So this is something that I'm still working on um, with him and with my children. So if you have any tips on how to reduce interruptions, whether it's at home or it's at work with your colleagues, you know, or family, you know what? I would love to hear what your, your tips are as well. And so now we're down to the last one, the final one, which is set boundaries for colleagues, children, family, spouse, whomever is in your life. Now, this final tip will help you manage the previous tip that talks about limiting um, interruptions, okay? Now, the, the, the most important thing you need to think about when you're thinking about setting boundaries is that it is important for you to be clear concise and communicate what those boundaries are with others about your time and your responsibilities so that you know they are able to better support you because when when you communicate what you need to people and they understand it then they will follow through and it just makes life easier for you but if you don't inform people of what you need you know it just causes chaos so some 
I guess, you know, I won't lie though, because, you know, all of these kind of setting boundaries and stuff will also depend on the work that you do, the relationship that you have with the people around you, and the way you feel, you know, how you communicate with others. But I will say to you that it is very important for you to communicate your boundaries to people. And I'm sure this is an episode that I can, I'm going to talk about more, you know, about how to set boundaries and how to make sure that you're, you're communicating it well and making sure that people are understanding hearing. Well, maybe I'll talk about that in a future episode. So I've told you today about some of the things that can cause us to get distracted and I've given you six tips to avoid distraction in your home work and environment so that you can stay focused and be productive all right now don't get me wrong you've probably heard some of these tips before however I wanted to share my two cents on distraction because it really affected my productivity this week and if it happened to me and it may have happened to you too. So feel free to drop me a line if you found this useful or if you have a specific area of your life you would like me to share my thoughts on. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It will be great to connect. You can do this by visiting michelleolai.com. Until next time, guys, take a breath and reflect on your moments, actions, decisions, and experiences. Because remember, life is made of this. Take care.